All right, guys, here we go. Very special episode of the Nordies podcast. It's with uh, a somber tone that we will talk about um, the, the terrible, tragic death of George Floyd. Um, but we will throw our support behind uh, the amazing businesses and people and protesters of the Twin Cities of Minneapolis. Um, and we'll talk all about the situation that's been happening. It's been the biggest story in the world over the last few days. And we will not shy away from it because it's important that we uh, bring light to this situation. Um, and then after that, after all the, the things that really matter, um, we'll have a little bit of fun. We'll, we'll talk about some of the things you should be watching, some of the news of the day, and uh, hang it or bang it's back. Here we go, Nordy's Podcast. And here we go, Nordy's podcast coming to you proudly from our city, Minneapolis. Uh, no better time to be supporting the city of Minneapolis, the place that we live, the place that we love. And uh, we're potting live for the first time in quite some time. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. My name is Eric. How are you guys doing? Uh, sad, but it's really good to see you fucks. Yes, that's that's it. That's I'm going to say ditto to that. Yeah, it's great to be together, and hopefully we can bring some um, brightness into some people's days, and hopefully we can support the city that we love and that we care about, Minneapolis. I mean, for God's sakes, we're the Nordies podcast, so we had to be together. We had to do this, and uh, we're going to try to have the best possible episode we can. We'll talk about all the happenings in the world and mostly in our city, Minneapolis, over the last few days, and uh, yeah, we're going to try to give you guys the best episode and entertain you guys a little bit. Um, as we go. So hopefully you guys are feeling the same that w- way that we are. And hopefully uh, you guys are excited about your favorite podcast, the Nordies podcast back together for the first time in some time, a special emergency get together episode. I don't even remember the last time, Me like either. the date, like March something. Mar- early March. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's crazy. All right, guys. So before we get started on everything, we need to ask you guys, the listeners, to give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Nord East Podcast. Also, subscribe on Podbean, Podcast App, and Spotify. Get the Nord East Podcast directly to your phone each and every week. Oh, yeah. Woo. Thanks. All right, guys. Um, we have a couple beers to drink. We're going to be drinking few beers through the episode today um, but we're going to start out with our good friends uh, and some some people who deserve some recognition modest one of our favorite places some of our best friends in the business some of the people who are making the best beer and we're drinking their double ghost vision today um, we're doing this because modest is donating all profits from the time that they from the moment that they uh, George Floyd was killed to the end of the month insane which is really cool so we we had to go out and support them and double ghost vision is uh definitely an awesome beer what do you guys think dude this is a great beer and yeah i want just to touch on their activism they had a post they put together with really strong words right you don't see that from a lot of companies trying to sort of protect their image or play it safe or my thoughts are with everyone at this time i mean that that doesn't really do much yeah like this was like a a call to action um really really bold as they always are in everything um, shouts to our friend of the pod, Nerdy, who has been working with Modest to do a ton of efforts to help protesters, right? To support protesters, first aid, water, those things. He's he's rallying people to help. He is he has become a huge activist in the city. So proud to have had had him on the pod. What like before this started? That was probably our last live pod. Was was with Nerdy. So I think you're right. Yeah. So um, pretty love apropos. Him, love Modest. This beer is fantastic. 
Yeah, and I think <clears throat> let's not uh, take away from Nerdy. He was probably doing this already, but now it's just a little bit more in, or a lot more in the spotlight. So, so good for him, and we fully support him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, beer's great. Modest is great. Thanks, everyone over there, for all the things you're doing. I went and picked up some stuff at Modest, and they um, Nerdy was there. He was... Uh, having an army of people um, who are collecting different things, medical supplies, food, water, all kinds of things that they were going to disperse um, to people in need throughout the city. And uh, yeah, it was awesome. It was really cool to see it. And uh, we'll always support Modest for being, um, you know, some amazing people in our community. So um, we'll talk a little bit about what's been going on here. Um, We don't want to gloss over things and pretend that uh, the world's cameras aren't turned on our city here right now. Um, but I think we should start by saying that we here at the Nordies Podcast officially support um, the protesters. We want justice for George Floyd as well. And uh, I think that something that's important to remember is that um, these aren't like battle lines are drawn 50-50 things. Like this is this is everyone versus racists. And the everyone side is most of us. And if you are having a hard time trying to decide, you have to realize that you can be on the right side of things or you can be on the wrong side of things. And just because things are scary or hard to look at or make you want to turn away, um, sometimes those are the moments where we need to focus our eyes the most on those things that are hard to watch. And we need to listen to our brothers and sisters when they say that they are being oppressed or things aren't or fair. Or they can't breathe. Yeah, or that they can't breathe. Exactly. And so to me, it's important that uh, we all stand together. We all support each other. We all um, in this community, you know, work together to uh, rebuild the community and rebuild the systems so that they work for everybody and that everybody's included and everybody feels like they have uh, a fair piece of, mm-hmm. of the pie and everybody feels like they're safe in their daily life and that the basic human rights that uh, a lot of us feel like we have and we like to imagine others have, um, they don't. And so yeah. this is an important time and it feels like um, the everyone side is bigger and louder and angrier than ever. You know, I think this is this is teaching a lot of people that they look at the world through a filter and that the world sees them through a filter as well. And I think that this needs to be a time for us to listen. I mean, we're three white dudes. Um, you know, I can't talk from an, from the perspective of a person of color. Um, I can just talk as a Minneapolisite for 15 years, and and I think we'll get into that a little bit about what's happening in our city and what's right, what's wrong, what people can do to help, what they shouldn't be doing right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a time for us to to listen and learn, and I've been trying to take in as much as I can. Yeah, man, it's like I I struggle with uh, not to make this about me, but I grew up in a in a small town, like a when I went to like high school and, and you guys love to make fun of Quincy. Quincy, baby. But town. Quincy is 90% conservative. And I, I went to grade school in St. Louis. So I had fairly integrated classrooms. I never heard the N word before mm-hmm. um, until I got older. And then people openly parents, kids like openly using, you know, the N word to talk about, you know, black people. And it was just like this, like like culture shock and I, mm-hmm. and you know in the back of my head you think well that only exists in small pockets and i think all of the events of the last i want to say like 6 years have shown that the small pockets are not small pockets anymore of yeah. racism it's systemic um it exists within law enforcement whether we want to say it's pervasive or not it's there um 
black people do not call the cops to help them like you or I would. Like if, if we were in our homes and being robbed, we'd be like, well, I'm calling the cops. Right. Whereas black people have to take a second thought. Well, do they want to get shot? Right. And yeah. and so that's just that speaks volumes to how fucked up the system is and how broken it is. And the fact that they're, you know, marching in militarized gear to try and oppress the voices also says a lot about mm-hmm. their belief system that um, we should be able to punish with impunity the public who's trying to voice the people that can't fight for themselves. Mm-hmm. And that is awful and needs to change. Again, like James said, we're emphasizing we're three white dudes, um, you know, from Minneapolis. But, you know, we're going to do everything that we can in our power to help make it different. So I've been trying to think of different perspectives as well. So, I mean, I have no trouble, um, you know, you know, falling in line with the, the people who are protesting and the people who want justice and the people who think that the system isn't fair. I have no I have no problem um, seeing their side of things and, and understanding um, why they could be so angry. But but I have had a harder time um, doing the opposite and thinking of like suburban America who thinks that this is scary and doesn't want to see things burn and thinks that rebellion is um, terrifying. And so just because I don't necessarily agree with that, um, I have been attempting to to look at things from that side. And I want, you know, people, those people to, you know, when you're, when you're feeling afraid, when you're feeling anxious, when you're feeling like this is terrible, it's important that, you know, you look at the opposite side of things that your life has never looked like this and it's never felt this desperate. Um, but world history is full of people standing up to oppression. I mean, it really is. It's like, uh, Mahatma Gandhi, you know, never, everyone thinks of him as a hero. Everyone thinks of the, the Americans and the American revolution as heroes. Everyone thinks of Martin Luther King as a hero, you know, Rosa Parks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. These people who, who stood up to oppression and you could find those stories in every single country, uh, across the world, all throughout world history. And that sometimes you have to stand up for what's right. And so, um, you know, you don't have to be comfortable, but um, you just have to understand that you're going to be on one side of this. Sitting on the sidelines and doing nothing is is helping um, the oppressors and the people who are are uh, making life difficult on people. And so you're either on the everyone side or you're on the racist side. And everyone's welcome on the everyone side, and we want to welcome welcome you aboard. Um, but that's just a decision that everyone's got to make, and it sounds like an easy one to most of us. Mm-hmm. Um, but to some people, I think it's it's difficult and scary. So, well, imagine imagine for a moment that feeling of watching, you know, quote unquote, the city burn, and you felt nervous and scared about what was going to happen. Now, imagine that was every day of your life living in certain parts of certain cities Mm -hmm. because of violence and police violence and everything. And that just feels normal. Right. And that's the perspective that you need to think about, not just, well, how does this affect me? You need to think about how this has been affecting communities for longer than we can imagine. I mean, I I would like to equate it to if, if you're on the anti-protester side, you would be the same person screaming that black kids shouldn't go to the same school as your white, as your white kids. It's, and that's disgusting. Of course, everybody, you know, all these people claim to be so okay with Martin Luther King and posting quotes. Martin Luther King isn't a threat to them anymore. He's dead. Um, he he. How do you feel about Colin Kaepernick? How do you feel about these about protesters now? It's like that's that's what's happening now. And 
people are going to have to look back on this and say, wow, I guess I was on the wrong side of history here. Well, and then and I hope they at least recognize that at some point. Yeah. And then the, they're the same people that say this isn't the right way. Like, well, they tried to do it <laughs> yeah. with T-shirts and kneeling and just not overt tactics, just like we want to, uh, you know, Kaepernick took a knee because he wanted to um, have that be a symbol of police brutalizing mm-hmm. black and minorities. Um, throughout the country and everyone's like you can't do that that was around the ferguson stuff that and they're like you can't do that and they literally ran him out of the league nothing's changed nothing's changed and so we have to hope 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 that this incites some change i think one thing that that white people can do um i love i've really enjoyed seeing all the people being called out on facebook which seems weird and it seems petty but people are really sensitive to societal pressures and they want to be liked they don't want to be embarrassed and so if you feel like we do and you're you are with the protesters here and you're in the everyone group as Eric would say and someone hadn't posted anything about George Floyd or the about you know racial injustice or any of those things and now they're coming in to complain about the riots then you need to you need to call them out fucking unfriend them do whatever you have to do call them out try to embarrass them because that is the absolute wrong take and you know, I think that what we're seeing in the last few days, and we're going to see across the entire country, is extremist groups, um, you know... Exploiting the situation. Yeah, yeah. left, right, both. Um, white supremacists coming in, um, you know, people infiltrating groups. I mean, things are wild. And I think that it's important to realize that it is a constitutional right to peacefully protest, and most protesters are doing it the right way. They are using mm-hmm. their voices. They are disruptive, but they are not violent. They're not ruining things. And, you know, I, I keep hearing people say the argument that like 99.9% of police are good people. Well, then we also should be saying the 99.9% of protesters are good people too. Most right. human beings are doing the right thing always. And, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of videos now of police and um, politicians and protesters banding together to do the right things, to support each other, to love each other, to care for each other, to protect each other. And for all the bad things that have been out there and people love to magnify those, mm-hmm. most of the stuff has been good. I've watched videos of people in our community cleaning up. Um, that was the most heartwarming and most Minnesotan thing yeah. ever was, yeah. was the next morning, you know, a lot of people on, on Reddit and other social media platforms, you didn't really see this on the news. Um, but they were, they were posting pictures left and right of Minnesotans with soap, water, buckets, yeah. trash bags, brooms, everything, cleaning up. I mean, I'm getting chills talking about it. Like, yeah. cleaning up what ha- whatever happened, trying to help out the local communities and the businesses. And that was black people. That was white people. That was women. That was men. It was mm-hmm. everybody banding together as a community. And that's what Eric, I think, is emphasizing really well, is that this is going to take the whole of the community to stand up to racism Mm -hmm. and to stand up to police brutality and oppression and militarization of them and say, enough, we've had enough. Yeah. And you can you can beat us down and then like they're going to keep getting back up. And to me, that's the heart of it. And you see during the day too the the really peaceful protests, you know, singing and they have they have groups coming in to speak. Um, You know, that's that's the majority of what's happening here. And, it, you know, it's the extremists that are coming in to incite violence at night, and they don't have that same power during the day. So, you know, I went down, um, I, I brought it like a trunk full of groceries. And so that's the reason I was down there. I didn't come to Gawk, which I have complaints about people just 
driving through from the suburbs so what to you're see saying the destruction. Is but you use the groceries as an excuse to golf. You tried to pre- you tried to pretend. I made sure I was holding the groceries as as people were driving by. You got that selfie yeah. in there? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, but that but the thing is, is you know, I went down there and I saw all the outreach that's happening, all the people cleaning. Um, you know, that area that I was in had looked pretty bad the night before, and by you know early afternoon, it was it was looking already pretty cleaned up. Um, you know, just because everybody was coming together, like you said. Guys, I think that this is what we really need to think about. This is a situation for the world to be hopeful. And I think sometimes when you watch the news and things seem like they're crumbling and falling apart, it's hard to uh, understand where um, hope can come from. But it keeps making me think of like the the images of like a flower growing through the broken concrete or something like that. Like beautiful things and good people and the right things have a way of happening. Um, no matter what happens. And I think that this feels different to me for some reason. And maybe it's just because it's so close to home that I'm seeing this. But people seem so outraged. And people that I wouldn't have imagined to have been outraged before are. And I think that that's promising. That so much of the country is like, yeah, this is a freaking problem. Like, we do need to do something. We do need to make a system that works for everyone. And so, you know, sometimes... um, it's like burning down a field and then plants grow better than ever. And I just think that we need to take this as an opportunity to redo things, to um, fix things that are problems, to talk about things that are hard to talk about, and to make a world that is better for all of us, not just the people that it's been kind to for the last few hundred years. Got to kill that status quo. Mm -hmm. And so I think it will be fun to watch parts of Minneapolis and places around the country be rebuilt. I think the charity, the help, and the love are, is going to be um, the best thing to come from all of this. And I'm hopeful that people will uh, make good choices and we will um, reform things to work for everybody. So Yeah, and just, and you know, Eric says, uh, you know, things that are uncomfortable, but also don't put yourself in a situation where you feel like you're, you're going too far. If you, if you don't feel comfortable at a protest, that's okay. I think, mm-hmm. you know... Yeah. Do just do something, do something different, do something that's like one step over your comfort zone, whether it's calling someone out, calling a, a aunt or an uncle out on social media, or having a conversation with uh, someone that you normally wouldn't go up to, you know, at Target and just say, how are you doing? You know, mm-hmm. um, do if you feel comfortable protesting, being on the front lines, do that, but just do something. Don't sit idle. Yeah. That's the issue. If you have, even if you just want to donate money, there's do that too. Yeah. Reclaim the block is wonderful. We, we did some donations there. Um, we're, we've been kind of, my wife's actually been fantastic about, you know, identifying all these organizations and stuff. I think we could even put something up maybe on the podcast, but you'd be hard um, pressed not to see all of the, if if you follow anybody that's anybody. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. So we don't want to make light of, uh, the situation and, um, you know, we understand that this is the main story for people here in the twin cities. It's definitely all we're really thinking about. Yeah. And around the country, but the show must go on and we want to give you guys some entertainment and we want you to have some ideas of things that you can do um, when you aren't watching the news or when you aren't downtown yourself or when you um, need a a moment to kind of uh, reset yourself. Real quick. I just wanted to say, if you feel like you're in between, have a conversation with us. Or have a conversation with someone on social media. Reach out to anyone who who is protesting and say, "I, j- I don't understand. Can you please explain this better?" Mm-hmm. Um, or you know, if if you feel like 
you just don't want to get involved, reach out to us. You know, we're, yeah. we're, we're people that are very approachable and very understanding. And I think very well thought out in, in our process, even though we may disagree with some folks. Um, but just start conversations mm-hmm. and that's how things can change slowly, but surely. So anyway, sorry, show no, must go on. Good. Like Eric said. All right, guys. So, uh, we're going to move on to, uh, do we care? And there's not a lot of things that are going on, um, outside of the news of the world with coronavirus, with, um, protests around the country. I mean, <laughs> What's with, coronavirus? I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> no with, I, I liked the, the people who were saying that coronavirus blew a three to one lead to racism. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. Uh, also, um, I mean, some crazy stories. Anonymous is back, which had the internet ablaze last night. Uh, yeah, the, so what was the deal with that? The hacking group Anonymous, um, who pretty much calls out injustice around the world uh, has shut down banks and released private information and has you know shown the criminals that some people are they showed up last night with a personal video threatening the minneapolis police department i mean they're followed worldwide they shut down the police department's website yeah and then shut down all the computer systems right so they couldn't even they were trying to coordinate which maybe wasn't a good call, but and they said that that um they will release how terrible the Minneapolis Police Department is and like I mean it was wild. Well, they need to release that immediately. Though. Uh, you had the you had the. It shouldn't be a threat. It should have just been done if they really have something. You had the uh, the monkey the monkeys who stole the coronavirus blood samples from the lab, <laughs> and they were found in like a like one of them was found in a tree just chewing on one. Uh, what. Oh yeah, I didn't see that. I just want to know what the halftime well, show that, of there's stories is that are be. absolutely flying under the radar. Yeah, that right that, that meme that you posted, Jimbo, of like what happened to the murder hornets, and then what was the comment? That was just a filler episode. Yeah, that was a <laughs> that was a filler episode, right? It's a bottle episode. It doesn't really matter. I want to know it's what like the, the diamond heist what and what the 2020 halftime show is going to be. Ooh. Because we're not even there. Probably boys to men, don't they do? <laughs> That's pretty much all they do, right? Yeah, we're 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 a month away from the halftime of, of oh. the year, and it's been it's been quite wild. So we're gonna try to give you guys some things to uh, you know relax with, to think about, to watch, to do, um, to hopefully put some smiles on your face. Um, so we'll start with do we care? And uh, first thing up, Henry Cavill is in talks to return as Superman. I think that's good. He's like the, I mean, the movies he's done haven't been great, but the writing has been bad. And maybe Superman just isn't a very compelling character. And I think that's why he's perfect. He's not a very compelling person, but damn, does he look like the perfect Superman. You can't do better casting. I think they like DC just needs a reset of some caliber. Like do something different. Because if they do that and like make Superman at least semi-joyous in some way, right? Yeah. He was always kind of like, at least in the old stuff, he was like gregarious and had a little smirk on his face when he was talking to Lois. Right. And, and I know we're not going for like that romantic angle, like like completely with them, but like smile yeah. every once in a while. Um, so anyway, I, 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 I'm like 50-50. I kind of care, but I also kind of don't because I'm over Henry Cavill as Superman. I thought yeah. it was interesting to see um, Superman be like kind of evil. Because he was definitely like kind of evil. like angry. Yeah. yeah, he was like angry and confused and like a problem. Um, uh, yeah, the Justice League had to fight him in that scene, and I mean the movie wasn't good, but he was an asshole. He is an asshole. Yeah. I don't like Henry Cavill. I don't think you could point me to one Henry Cavill thing that I liked. Yeah, he's Fair pretty enough. good at Mission, Mission Impossible, Impossible in the small role. But when he actually got to keep the mustache, you know. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, um, yeah, he's not great, but damn, does he look like Superman to me? 
Um, I don't care. All right, I don't care. Either. So yeah, okay, I was gonna say that's one for don't, one for do, and one for right in the middle. That's pretty much how we <laughs> cut the cake. Um, next up, we're keeping it local here. The state fair has officially been canceled. Fully care, and Eric. I don't care. Psyched. No pressure <laughs> to care. go. I don't care. State fair is it's fine. It's better than I make it out to be. I mean, you guys have heard my shtick for the last few years about the state fair. The mutants. It's fine. Yeah. The state all, fair is fine. It's okay. Out. It's 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 all right. The beer is really average. The food is pretty good. It's okay. Um, I don't really care that it's canceled. I'm sure everyone else is really upset, but with the times that we are in, it is not really realistic. Yeah. I mean, oh, with my- Corona, it seemed not very important. And now with this, it just seems like really who gives a fuck about a state fair. Yeah, for sure. You, you like to have those uh, those things on the horizon, though, to like yeah. a little bit of normalcy. But I, I do. I mean, I... Nobody's more devastated than my oldest son. Yeah. He is he loves devastated. It. He thought it was the greatest place on earth. Wow. And I don't so think I really told my kids. Yeah. Well, huh. well, yeah, I mean, so maybe I'll just buy a deep fryer and make a ton of crazy <laughs> shit here at my house. Dude, they maybe. sell um, funnel cake batter at the grocery store. Really? So you could just, you could just do funnel that. Funnel cake. You could do that in a cast iron pan. You don't even need a deep fryer. You yeah. You get a funnel cake, some powdered sugar, oh, yeah. uh, bake some corn dogs in the <clears throat> oven. You're good oh, to go. No, 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 no. I can't bake. Dude, I'm, we're going to try to make a real pronto pup here. Okay. Well, that's going to be a lot of work. So good luck with that. <laughs> Don't burn your hands. <laughs> yeah, no shit. They have like automated machines. Jim burned for that down shit. his house because yeah. he was he missed the state fair too much. We I thought guess. there was a riot in Columbia Heights. Turns out Jimbo just misused the deep fryer. Yeah, that's possible. All right. Um, next up, we found out Indiana Jones five is coming, just like the people wanted. <laughs> Everyone's asking. <laughs> Everyone for it. is begging. Uh, it's going to be directed by James Mangold. Is that right? See, now you pique my interest. Right. I so, think that's the piece of news. So, can you tell everyone why they should care about James Mangold? James Mangold kind of rocks. Like he did, um, he did Logan, which I think people one of really... the best movies of the past decade. He also did Wolverine, one of the mm, w- yeah. worst comic. But you know that was based off the writing. He had a little bit more to work with. I think he wrote um, Wolverine as well. So he's, he's a pretty talented writer, um, director. He's done what did I, I pulled up the list earlier? Three Ten to Yuma. Yeah. Um, he did the the Ford versus Ferrari, which was huge for him. Yeah, he did. Night and Day, which kind of sucked. He did Walk the Line. That was incredible. I think that was nominated for Best Picture. Um, Copland, way back in the day. Sleeper hit. Stallone. De Niro. That movie Harvey is probably Cartel. like crazy relevant right now. It was yeah. like about corrupt cops and shit. Um, yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm excited. I I feel like Spielberg's style is very like light and bubbly and kind of silly and... Outdated. Maybe. Um, you know, like the pure, fun action adventure... And then James Mangold has always been more gritty, right? So it's an interesting choice. I, they they clearly want to go a different direction. Um, Hopefully they just don't fire him because I mean the whole well. so four Kingdom of the Crystal Crystal Skull was pretty much abysmal, and they the whole thing was to set up Shia LaBeouf as the new Indy Indy's son. And then the movie bombed, and, and then, then he, and then Shia went off the deep end. He went crazy. <laughs> although now he's like cool again. Okay. You know, he's like doing Honey Boy and he did that, um, you know, that movie with whatever. Anyways, I think he could he could maybe come back and do you want him to? I don't know. I don't. Not as the same character he was, no. which was like 1950s cool slick kid with the black leather jacket. I mean, he was pretty lame. Anyway, I'm 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 I, I, I don't care. care. I care only because Mangold's involved. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. That's I, why my I care. problem I care is, about is that. that like the last one of these that we liked is was before I was born. Is that right? 
It was like 1985 or something is the last one. You didn't you didn't like No, 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 no. Uh what's it called? I thought there was one the in the one early with, the 90s. The one with Connery was... was like late 80s early 90s. Okay, so I was like one. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, think about that. Like that it, it's been forever since yeah, they made a good Indiana Jones movie. They they blew it with this franchise and like that's it. So it's over. I don't care. Okay, fair enough. I can't argue. All right, next up uh we have uh teaser for Fargo season four. Hell yeah. That's my show. What do we see? So it was Chris Rock and one of the other characters kind of sitting silently um, on a bench. But Chris Rock, Chris Rock looks awesome. Like, yeah, he, he looks, he looks really like cool. he belongs. I think in the he's going to be fantastic. I agree um, with that. And and I think the, the whole um, sort of silent uh, teaser was meant to be like, uh, at the end, it said something like, you know, thank you for your patience. Um, thanks for waiting. We're gonna get this out as soon as we can. Oh. So I think that was sort of like the the. So ML. they didn't. They did not announce when though, because it was supposed to be out. It was supposed to be out late April, I yeah. think. Yeah. So I don't. I it didn't say. Okay. Still didn't say. Um. Yeah. Maybe they just. Maybe they did have some production to do, and they're not just holding it. You know. Or maybe maybe the network is just saying until all this shit blows over. Yeah. We're not gonna put out some of our most like prized, most anticipated IP. Yeah. stuff. Yeah. But it's going to be great. I can't wait. I, I care. love the show. I care, but I mean, there's just not a lot to care about at this point. Agreed. Is that Fargo season four, isn't it? Yes. Hell yeah. No. Yeah, there's not There's not a lot, but it does remind us that that is waiting for us at some point this year. It's going right. to be funny. Sorry, just to segue. I feel like we're kind of going through like a dry spell, obviously. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're reaching for, for content. And then it's just going to be like drinking from the fire hose when studios decide we're going to start green lighting stuff and start yeah. putting it out. We're like, we can't even keep up. We didn't even get to watch, you know, the new game of Thrones or whatever. Like yeah. it's just going to be like an absolute deluge of, of good TV. So I hopefully that's so. on the horizon. Yeah. All right. Uh, finally, we have dark season three. The, the final trailer came out. It's coming out on June 27th, 2020, which is really cool because in the show, um, they had a reference in a notebook to the final cycle starts on June 27th, 2020. And it also like started the show talking mm-hmm. about that date as well. Yep. And like um, the very first episode, you can see that date. They literally planned the release <laughs> date of their final season like years in advance. It's incredible. It's, it's incredible. Always going to be three seasons, which I love, love, love a plan. Dark is my favorite show. I think ever. I'm not kidding. Whoa. I love it. Well, let's I- see how it sticks to the landing. If it If it's even half as good as season one and two it will it should go down as one of the greatest achievements in television of all time it's the most rewarding show it's really hard to get through (laughs) it's it's crazy it will kick your ass when i say that like i'm sure everyone's like hard to get through how is it good then it's just like when i got to the the end of each season i felt like accomplished like i was like damn like this show is it does reward you because you know you can watch it on a little bit you can't watch it totally surface level. You know, this isn't chopped. I'm sorry, Eric. I know you love that show, but no, but it's like the deeper you go into it and the more theorizing you can do and the more details you understand, the more rewarding it is. Cause it's like you start to wrap your mind around, you know, the time travel stuff and really get who these people are and what they've been through when they're coming into a scene. And it's, it's really, really incredible. The it's casting is crazy. It's like reading a book in like old English. Where you're like, you're getting bits and pieces of what they're saying, but that's not the dialogue you spoke. And I, I realize mm-hmm. it's a show in German, but yeah. at the same time, it's it's very difficult to remember. There's so many characters, mm-hmm. there's so many nuances, there's so many little quips, there's so many little things on the wall that you might have missed, and, and it's it 
like Eric said, season one was was pretty solid. Yeah, it's not my favorite show ever. I love it. I just I'm not going to claim that after two seasons, but after three, I might. I mean, it's as good as any season of a show that you've watched, probably though. Oh yeah, no, it's fantastic. Like it's on the same level as anything else that you've watched, at least in a small sample. Okay, I mean, especially so, with the, so the, the de- writing and acting and stuff. It is it is dense. It does. It's not always as like. You know, not every episode is necessarily super rewarding. It's 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 deep. If you were stranded on a desert island and you had a DVD of one season of Dave or Dark, which would you take? Honestly, there's a lot more in Dark. I would, I, I might pick dark. it. I might just like spend all my free time becoming the Dark expert because <laughs> you could. Okay. Yeah. All right, guys. So we're moving into Hot Rex here. And Jim, you watched uh, all of Homecoming in one week. Well, it's super short. So Homecoming season two. So a little background. This was um, something that uh, they made for Prime, for Amazon Prime. And this was like the whole reason the show was made, I think, was to get Julia Roberts on TV. So she was in season one. It was only okay. Sam Esmail was the, was the producer. Um, I think he directed some of it and he wrote, co-wrote some of it, right? So he was involved. But this was not as good as Mr. Robot. Not um, even close. It was just it just never really delivered on it being entertaining, I think was the problem. The story seemed to be they're building, building to something so mysterious and grand. And then they sort of just explained it. And it was only that it wasn't that crazy, I guess. You know, all the mysteries behind it. You kept waiting for moments at like the end of each episode to be like, oh, shit, I can't wait to click next. Yeah. And there and was they just never really happened. Yeah. So I did watch all of it. Uh, all season one, I watched season two. Um, they they cast Janelle Monae, who's you know she's like like a young black uh, pop star, but she was really good. She was a good actress. Um, it just was it once again. I'm like, wait, why did they make this show? <laughs> like, like what what is it saying? What's it about? I, it just it was very short. There are 30 minute episodes. I think there was seven of them, so three and a half hours. You can knock it out. Um, and it was mildly entertaining, but I just don't know. They, they shouldn't be a season three of the show. I mean, Amazon's doing it because they don't really have any shows with recognition. Right. So I can see why they made a second season. But it's just not it's just not entertaining. It's just kind of a boring, pointless show. And it should be premier TV. Um, yeah, I'm going to skip that. But hey, before we move on to the next thing, we have a different beer from a new brewery that we haven't been to before in front of us. What are we drinking now, guys? So... My wife hooked it up. She stopped by on her way home from work and got us some Falling Knife, which mm-hmm. is a relatively new uh, brewery, considering we've got a lot of, you know, stalwarts around here. Yeah. Um, they're kind of in, um, kind of by Insight, kind of on the, like, Minneapolis-St. Paul. What was Paul. that? Westgate? Northgate. Northgate. Northgate Brewing. That we all agreed pretty much sucked. So they moved into yeah. that place. I mean, it sucks to see any brewery fail, but they were, like, brewing... English, English style beers, which yes. nobody's excited about except for Eric. No, no, I'm, I'm the least excited. Those are they had like beers. a below average brown ale that was like one other thing. You know what I mean? So what are you going to do? If one um, of your staples is a brown ale, you fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So anyways, this is more exciting. They're doing really cool, different stuff. This is a sour. What's it called? This is called Super Mood. It's a okay. fruited sour with mango, peach, and blood orange. Five and a half ABV. So yeah, really good. Fruity. Sour. All right, guys. Uh, next up. Big, huge drop. A show we were really excited about. Space Force dropped this week. Space Force. Steve Carell. 
Big time, at, pro, big time producer. This should be a huge show. Big I, cast. I was excited. Oh, yeah. I was excited about this show. I didn't read any reviews on it. I just wanted to watch it. I went into it with really high expectations. I watched the first two episodes. Yeah. And it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's really bad. I, oh, I don't. Sucks. I don't know if I laughed at all. I watched two episodes and like, like I'm just gonna spoil um, one piece of it. Um, the funniest part of it was that they sent a. A monkey into space to fix a, a space satellite thing, and they have to get him to use tools, and they're all trying to talk to him and communicate. This must be episode two. Monkey sign language, and like all I could think was that like every time I see John Malkovich on screen, I think he thinks to himself, "I can't believe I'm doing this fucking show. It's terrible." <laughs> <laughs> that's how he looks on the screen to me <laughs> he looks like oh i'm not into this at all this is gonna be bad well imagine you got the script and they're, they're like no so then you're gonna be doing sign language with a monkey and you're yeah. like what is this a show from the 50s you like we're sending gonna a, be funny sending a monkey into space we're doing that now again should we bring back mr ed Jeez. at this point um that sounds awful i watched the first episode and i didn't think it was that bad i'll have to watch the second one which seems to be monkey heavy that could be a problem. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. Problem, because there was definitely no monkeys in the first one. Um, I thought Steve Carell was pretty good. I laughed a couple times when he was sort of doing his like generals. You know, he's a general and he's kind of doing these speeches in front of audiences. And he was, I thought he was pretty funny. I think he's good in it. Would you agree with it? He's got his character <sighs> locked in. You just don't care about the character or anything happening. He's he's fine. Yeah. I mean, this show is a disappointment. Yeah. This should have been really good. I know. This looked like it was going to be a home run, and it's like. It's the my, reviews are, are bad. Like popped out to the catcher. This is yeah, this is like a disaster show. I'm gonna watch like two or three more. You know that, right? Please do. And if if I'm wrong, then tell me, but I don't think I am. Okay. I think it's really bad. That's too bad. We we needed something good and funny right now. Really. That's rough. Because there's not a lot of content and anything we have needs to be funny and distracting. Well, right? the, and and the critic reviews have watched the whole season. And uh, and yeah. they were like uh, just the one said it almost like the show went out of its way to try and not be funny. And that's yeah. pretty damning. I mean, it definitely isn't silly. Like, um, you know, if you're looking for parks, parks and rec style, silly over the top characters, maybe a little surreal, right? I mean, you might not find a person like Aziz Ansari's character in real life, but hilarious, right? This is like, it's a little bit absurd, but it's trying to be kind of realistic and playing it for drama as well. Realistic. Which doesn't really play either. With a monkey fixing a satellite. Well, I haven't seen episode two. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it, it is kind of crazy. They fast forward like one year right away in the first episode. And it's like a fully functional, huge space force. Like, like it's like the new army or something, which I thought was so interesting. I thought it would going to be following him trying to build it. And it's just like everything is so stupid and pointless. But it's like this is the real space force. All right, guys. Also, sticking with Netflix, you guys both watched Uncut Gems, Hail which you. dropped on Netflix this week. Um, I'm sure a lot of people haven't watched it. I'm sure some have. I personally haven't. Um, I'm not even asking for myself not to spoil it, but yeah. you guys should give a wreck on if this is something people should be watching on Netflix. This is a heavy wreck Yeah, for this me. is a heavy wreck. For heavy wreck. Me. I'm uh, going like 88 on it. It can be very uncomfortable. Yes. It can be very troubling annoying to watch yeah it's all frustrating it's to watch all, i got frustration vibes i was texting throughout. you guys i was like what the hell is like when is this guy going to make a decision that doesn't put him into deeper shit yeah so let's not give anything else away other than that yeah. um but 
It's a fantastic movie. Yeah. And plus, if you're from Minnesota, KG's in it for a good chunk of the movie. He's like a pretty good actor. Yeah. I liked them. So the, the, the Safdie brothers did it. They're like these kind of uh, indie filmmakers out of New York City, which you can tell because they know New York City very well. They literally well. painted like the a picture. character in the, in the movie. They painted it perfectly. So he, they kind of came out, stormed the scene a little bit with Good Time, which is also on Netflix, and that's Robert Pat. Okay? And this is like... Your guy. Yeah. Well, watch this movie and you'll agree, but that movie is much harder to watch than this. That is... <laughs> really? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, my God. There was like some glamour in this. This is like... That one is like a street kid, just literally stupid. Like your your like your main character is like a dumb guy making really dumb decisions, and trying to sort of it's like it takes place over one night in New York City, and it is intense as fuck. Um, hard to watch. What's it this called? Was like that's called Good Time. Good Time. Okay. So you get an idea of you know what they do. And so I'm like, okay, coming into it, I was a little bit more prepared. Okay, so that and makes a little more like, sense. I mean, it is gritty, dude. Uncut Gems has multiple characters all kind of yelling at once. Like, the script must have been like, everyone yell. <laughs> well, I think they're kind of going for the over-the-top, like, Jewish family. Yeah, um, all that stuff. But the, when the mobsters are all in there, oh, you true. Know, it's, it feels pretty real in that they don't, like, take turns to, you know, t- say their lines. Like interrogate, and yeah, It's yeah. just kind of crazy. Um, but damn, dude, I really loved it. It was it was entertaining. The ending is fantastic. I'd give it a ninety. I, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm yeah. right in line with you. The like KG it's... stuff is great. So th- the movie takes place over the course of a few days or what, maybe a week or whatever in New York, yeah. right? And it's all kind of centered around the the Eastern Conference Finals between the Celtics and Philly. And so that's why KG's in it because he's visiting New York during this time and. I, I saw a podcast, I listened to a little bit of a podcast with the Safdie brothers, and they were like, dude, we had to write three different scripts because we didn't know which NBA um, character or actor was going to be good enough available. and yeah. going to be available. Yeah. And so we were, we wrote one for, for you know, um, Paul Pierce, and then another team altogether if they couldn't get them. And then they, because, you know, the scores are in the movie, the times that he's watching, the bets he's making, all those things have to be real. And so they had to actually write three different scripts. And then the one they wanted, which was KG's story, he could do it. And KG was a damn good actor. Integrating that level of sports acumen and timing into the show can go horribly wrong. And they Mm -hmm. did it perfectly. It's seamless. It feels real. It doesn't feel far-fetched. So they did a great job. I I can't recommend this anymore. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a hard wreck. All right, guys, uh, less happy. I watched uh, the first episode of, I think it's called like Dirty Money, the Jeffrey the Epstein, Epstein yeah. doc. Um, ooh, this one is wild. It's probably do a you, skipper for me. Do you feel dirty having watched it? I, I found myself feeling very like anxious and upset just watching the first episode where we were getting into the the least of his crimes, I believe. Um, and this was like him creating a um, like a, a web or a pyramid of teen teens he was using in a sexual way just in day, like Daytona Beach, Florida or something. Somewhere in Florida. And he has like this fancy place and he pretty much scours local um, high schools and oh then my God. and then rewards girls from the high schools with money if they bring more girls with them and you're like dude this guy's gonna go down in episode one but you know he doesn't right and so like he's just so horribly guilty 
um, in the first episode, but you know that nothing is going to come of it. And so I'm interested to see, you know, how he escapes some of this stuff and uh, money. And and it's funny because <laughs> to me, Jeffrey Epstein is interesting. Um, and I don't mean interesting in like a positive way, but he's interesting because the left uses him to throw him in Trump's face and a bunch of, you know, Trump's allies as Trump obviously has quoted for saying like, Jeffrey is a good friend of mine and a great guy. And he, they he say he girls. loves yeah. beautiful women, some of them very young. He might even love them more than I do. And like, that's a real quote. Like he really yeah. said that. Yeah, yeah. And so there's all these pictures of Tim and Trump and there's all this, you know, these, these stories of them. And then the right likes to throw it in the face of the Dems because Clinton's right. Uh, most, you know, Bill Clinton is a good friend of his and, you know, everyone wants to throw Epstein in someone's face. And I think it shows you that when you get to a certain level of wealth and power, that your politics don't um, necessarily matter as much as they do to everyday people like you and me. Well, buy, they're just buying influence. Mm -hmm. It doesn't yeah. matter left or right. They just have yeah. someone in their pocket. Yep. And so, I mean, he he should be thrown in a lot of wealthy elite people's faces, and he shouldn't be a political I mean, wasn't weapon. Was the prince of England or something with best buddies? And <laughs> yeah, I mean, he got in a ton of trouble, dude. It tried to go do an interview and then like fucked it up and made himself and was like sweating so and stuff. guilty. Yeah. yeah, I mean this show is wild. Um, if you're if if things with with children are gonna upset you, um. I mean, I found myself being upset and angry, but it was also like I needed to see what happens next. Uh, I think this is going to be a skip for some people. It's, like, I it's, think it's a skip for me, but you should watch it and tell me the I think people shit. are going to get really upset watching this, and I felt that way a little bit, and it was it's interesting. It's really well done, um, and I'm really curious to see where it goes if that was episode one. Okay. Crazy. You let us know. Yeah. All right, guys. This week we did our Marvel rewatch on our favorite Marvel movie, Thor Ragnarok. I mean, I don't think you can speak for all of us, but I think you could probably speak for me. Um, God damn, I love this movie. It's between this and maybe Guardians for some of my favorite stuff. It's just so entertaining. It's so funny. It makes me laugh every time. Even though I know the bits are coming, they still get me. With the uh, the melting stick? Love the melting stick. I laughed again. It's probably your favorite And prop. then this time I actually give credit, more credit to... Um, chris hemsworth for like his reaction to it and like oh the smell <laughs> like dude that shit just got me i love thor ragnarok um korg i think is his name is yeah. like my favorite character he's literally Cor he he steals the scene every time he's on screen it's taika taika it's a freaky little ghost <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's he's so good um this movie, again, was a smaller scale movie and, you know, getting rid of an entire planet or the destruction of uh, Asgard is, is, you know, anything but a small story. But in the, the world of Marvel, this was another small story. Um, it builds up what's happening and uh, the stakes are raised so much, especially when you get to the post credit scenes in this. Um, but it also uh, shows off um, Taika as uh, uh, one of the great directors of our time. It also shows off Chris Hemsworth and the character Thor as one of the real action heroes and one of the mainstays and staples of the MCU. Well, not, not only that, in that same vein, though, because Dark World, which James was really the only one who thought it was good. Even fresh. Yeah. And and just taking a complete, like, out of left field look at you know, Asgard and, and the Asgardians and the Thor world, right? Mm -hmm. in, in the microcosm of the entire, uh, you know, Marvel landscape. Mm -hmm. um, and it really, I thought that, 
I remember talking about this. I thought the movie looked so stupid with the trailers. I was like, you're buddy copping him with yeah. the Hulk, and you think that's going to work? Because nobody likes the Hulk. Nobody right. liked the Hulk. And I didn't even really like the Hulk in this. Yeah, he's the least important and funny character in yeah. the whole thing. Um, well, not the least important, but the the least entertaining. And yeah. so, but then, the, I mean, the movie was fantastic. Like, it's yeah. unbelievably good. It's, yeah. it, it hits every note that you want a comic book movie to hit that's going for that type of tone. Do you remember, like, Thor 1 and 2? And we should remember because we watched them recently. That's the point of this thing, right? Um, you know, he had his, like, Heroes 3. And they were, like, a bunch of, like, decent actors and Jamie King and then that guy that was like I don't know they they're actors that I can't even remember their names but I should um they just brought those guys back to kill them like unceremoniously instantly like early in the movie well, I think that's just very it's just kind of symbolic of exactly like we're going a new direction we're, we're stomping out that that old take you're not gonna miss them one. we got this rock guy later he's super funny You'll he's incredible him. yeah better side character than ever so one thing I will say, um, do you think it's okay to talk about the post-credit scenes? I mean, we're, dude, it's yeah, everyone it's knows. been like five years. Yeah, so, yeah, I think so in the post-credit scenes, um, you get introduced one to um, uh, Ma. The, no, yeah, oh. Ebony Ma, but yeah. Thanos and his his uh, crew, whatever they're mm-hmm. called, um, Ebony Ma, um, Proxima they Midnight. They had a cool Midnight, name. Yeah, um, yeah, I can't think of what they're called, but whatever. Uh, all of them were really cool. Uh, you get introduced to them and you see all, you know, they, they show up. Well, I guess you don't see them, but you see their ship show up. And then at mm-hmm. the beginning of the next movie, you see them on board, um, which is what? Uh, Infinity War? Yep. Is that our next movie we're going to... Um, it's after Black Panther, but yes. Oh, okay, okay. So at the beginning of it, you see all the Asgardians dead. And you know for a fact that um, Korg and Meek, I think his name is, and um, what's the girl... Uh, uh, Valkyrie Valkyrie you know they survive and they're gonna they're in for later movies and so I was so upset that I couldn't figure out what happened that I had to look it up on YouTube <laughs> yeah. today like how did those people survive he killed everyone on the ship and then he blew the ship up but what happened is he cut the ship in half and sent the ships in different directions and then he chose one of the ships which would have gone along with his whole snap thing to where kill. did you hear that I watched it on YouTube, and then they had proof that the ship had two like things that stuck up. But then when you see the ship the next time in Infinity War, you only see one of the things sticking up, and you kind of in the distance see something else floating no away. No way. That's incredible. Dude, I looked it up. I was so upset, because I was like, there's no way they survived the blast and flew through space. You're like, yeah. you're like I found the hole. I found the bottle. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so some guy was like, I'm going to tell you how they survived. And it was like, you had to be such a nerd and pay such attention to like figure this out. And so he cut the ship well, in half. Or, or maybe like if you're a comic book reader, maybe that's explained a little bit better in there. And so yeah. then you're like if looking that's for even the, how it went. Maybe. I, yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying we don't have the, they right cut the ship here. in half and then he killed one whole ship of people. And so that would have gone along with what he was want, trying to do anyways. Yeah. Giving people a 50, 50 chance at survival. I mean, how well written is that? Yeah. That's, that's what I think. Like when, when, when you think you got Marvel, you didn't, yep. they thought of it. And Feige is, is the man everything works everything goes together mm-hmm. every time you think that they dropped the ball or got rid of something they didn't it's still there yep yeah no um so uh, what'd you guys think of valkyrie you mentioned her i thought she was just fantastic it's like the thing i like tessa thompson in the most i would agree i agree she was so compelling but i really don't like her for the first part of the movie 
when she's drunk and she's just like this drunken like loser kind of. You didn't think she was that I didn't like her. No, I yeah. was not entertained. It's not until later in the movie when you start seeing what the why she is the way she is yeah. that I was like, all right, this is a really good character. Some of the visuals in this movie were just unbelievable. Like the the slow motion Valkyrie scene of um, oh, Hela really? killing them was yeah. just awesome to, to watch. I, I think the other thing that can't be oversta- understated here is that um, uh, Tom Hiddleston, mm-hmm. um, who I haven't liked for most of the time, um, he... I actually really enjoy him in this movie. I think yeah. Taika got more out of him with yeah. with uh, uh, the Loki character than any of the other films did. I mean, they gave him such lines as, I will help you give safe passage through the anus. <laughs> like, I mean, these are these are fantastic lines. Just great um, My favorite part is of the whole movie might be like when he's when he says, let's do someone get help or whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or go and get help. Let's do go and get help. He's like, I'm not going to do go and get help. And then he's like, someone, my brother's hurt, go and get help. And then he just throws, throws him out. at the people. And then and then when they, they run into... Gosh, I don't. Uh, they run into Hella yeah. at the end, and he's like, "We're not going to do go and get help." Yeah. <laughs> I, and then, uh, like, just even subtle things, like like uh, Goldblum's car, like his vehicle or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. how it was all like That's tricked so, out and so, just just brilliant. Don't touch anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, it was so great. How great was Hella? To me, I think through all this, she's maybe my the favorite Marvel villain I've ever had, and she's the only female they've ever done. That's for a, uh, Kate, a, a Kate Blanchett. Dude, she is she like awesome. hot yeah. and scary at the same time, and, and like do you understand where she's and coming captivating from? And you know, they gave they gave her that kind of helper executioner guy. Was his name Fierce or something really stupid? Um, just so she could like you know all all the exposition was done really well too. So she can explain her backstory to him and then us at the same time. Um, she was so great. Yeah, agreed. Do you think so she I, was? I don't have anything else to add. Like okay. that's very well perfect. said. Yeah, it's just it's it's one of those uh, villains where you you kind of forget about them when the movie's over, but every time you watch it, you're like, okay, mm-hmm. she's badass and terrible and yeah. mean, and that's what they were going for. How'd you guys like the set design on on Sakar? I just I just thought it looked so cool. I. Loved it, and I loved the music every yes. time they were on Sakaar. Um, even when Goldblum was playing and DJing the music himself, yeah. <laughs> it's it's so good. Also, um, let's be serious. Uh, Hemsworth getting the haircut. I mean, how handsome was he after the haircut? Ridiculous. Like just just unfair. He's just like he went from like uh, God of Thunder to like a GQ model. Yeah, to like GQ God of Thunder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was absurd. Yeah, dude, they they tossed a lot. I mean, I remember watching it the first time and being shocked at the chances they took in the movie. For killing all the heroes three, you know, having it not really take place as much on Asgard, which I thought was good. And then, um, you know, destroying the hammer was crazy. Him for most of the movie. No hammer, cut the hair, um, gave him just totally kind of rebooted the character into something that now is probably Marvel's most interesting thing. I wonder who approached who. I wonder if Feige said, Taika, I like what you're doing. Give me like 10 pages of a script for a Thor movie. Yeah. Or if Taika was like, I got, hey, his, I got something. Slide it across the table. Like, you got to wonder. Like, you, like Taika saying to Kevin, like, okay, just, I, just read the whole thing. Okay. You have to. Yeah. You can't, don't, 
don't read the first five pages. It's not enough. It's very funny. Like you got to kind of go through it. Yeah. So I would, I would like to like, if I could go back in time just to kind of like listen to that conversation, like how it went, I think that'd be really interesting. Yeah. No it's like when he's like, Ooh, the hammer would pull you off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That exchange was perfect. Honestly, what a movie. It's one of my favorite movies. I think it's like the most rewatchable movie that there is. I've That was probably the sixth time I've seen it, which is crazy I've for watched me these it a days. I don't rewatch times. anything. It's great. It's so easy to watch. It's so funny. It's one of the funniest movies that you can watch. It's like it's a true comedy and an action movie. Yeah, and you're, not to toot your horn too much, but like you don't rewatch anything. I almost because really, I I would rather go watch something that I knew and was fresh, like an indie yeah. movie like the fucking lighthouse or something just something new um and, and I, there's so much content now it's not like the old days where it's like yeah. well I only have five DVDs so I'm gonna watch Fight Club again <laughs> like you, we can watch new stuff I still I do remember like you coming to the pod and be like did you watch anything this week like well I watched a TV show I watched Ragnarok again I had to it yeah. was so good <laughs> <laughs> so what would you guys give this on Rotten Tomatoes 95 yeah I'd give it like a like a 90 I'm gonna. I'm fine with 95. I'm gonna say 97. Okay, we're all in the same ballpark. Yeah, love this movie. Is it your favorite you've seen so far of the Marvel movies? Yeah, oh, by a lot. It's the first Marvel movie where I'm like, they killed that. They crushed it. Yeah, and it's loaded with stars. I mean, like when Anthony Hopkins is just like a little small piece of your movie, like you're doing something. Oh yeah, Idris by Elba. the way, they killed off him too. So and then they destroyed all of Asgard. I mean, it's a big movie huge movie and like the craziest thing to me is that this whole movie feels so desperate as they're desperately trying to save these people and then like they literally float right into thanos's ship and the next time you see them they're all like dead (laughs) you're like oh it was all for naught i know that does and then the tone changes so much too because it's different directors and it's you know you're not going to have that light bubbly tone in endgame or infinity war so and that is a little weird but yeah you know when you're watching I mean, does okay. So Loki was alive, but he no, he died too. So when you look at it, I don't think any superhero in the Marvel universe has lost more than Thor. His mom, his dad throughout the movies, mom, dad, his brother, sister, brother, sister, brother, all of his best his, friends, his whole his, planet, his, planet, his, his yeah. girlfriend, most of his, his people, fucking hammer that he was obsessed with, his hammer that pulled him off, pulled him off, his girlfriend, the Earth. Um, yeah, you name it. I mean, Jane left him. Yep, he's lost everything. Yeah, so like I. Yeah, but he's time, got the haircut, so he kind of lost his hair. <laughs> I mean, but when but when you see like I think that is what's so good when he runs into the guardians and like he's so he's depressed, like a and broken, defeated yeah. and broken, and he's not going to give up fighting, but he is just so sad. He just almost is like, well, if I die, I die because I just don't. It's care almost like he would go and, become an alcoholic in Ireland. I love yeah, that. <laughs> perfect. Yeah, um, really. All right, guys. Uh, next up for us is going to be Black Panther. This next week, another great movie. We're in we're in a huge stretch right here. Yeah, this is the best. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, so last week, um, for our uh, metal stand, we did um, McDonald's Coke wins the whole thing. Yes, easy handily gold medal. They probably get double the votes of the next two, which was I think was it root beer and Mountain Dew. Yeah, root Mountain beer. Dew lost. Yep. Um, so we're not going to do that this week. This week we're going to do um, hang it or bang it. Bring it, bring it back. back bring it back. Baby. It's yeah, been yeah. a long, long time. Do you guys want to start on Hang It or Bang It? Um, let's start with Hang It. 
Okay. You guys cool with that? Yeah, I'm going to start with an easy one. Um, this is a cheap one. I'm sorry, everyone. You've heard it. If you've watched um, anything, if you like social media or memes or anything, I'm going to hang um, the first uh, five months of 2020. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, so you're going big. We thought I'm going very small, just, just to let you 19, know. 19. Um, we're like, 19 sucks, um, full of regrets and bad decisions and terrible news and things we wish we could take back. And we're like, 2020 is our year. And we're in the first quarter of 2020. Uh, if we're thinking of it as like a basketball game, um, we started the game with a with an impeachment of the president. Um, we we uh, early in the first quarter um, just um, narrowly avoided World War III. Um, we late in the first quarter uh, were hit with a global pandemic. Uh, we spent. Uh, the second quarter, having to distance ourselves from everyone, uh, and the economy lost four, 40 million jobs, and we lost over 100,000 people in the United States alone. And all of that's still counting. And it's that's still going just up. Uh, going up. Yep. Um, we you forgot that after that timeout in the first quarter, Kobe Bryant died in a ooh, fucking helicopter crash. Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter crash right after we called a, a timeout to slow their momentum down. <laughs> yeah, um, didn't work. Uh late in the we're only midway through the the second quarter so we're the washington yeah. generals playing the harlem globetrotters basically is <laughs> yeah. What's happening. yeah 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 i just don't know what else can happen in this year um 2019 was a pretty b- bad year 2020 is worse regrets in 19 more regrets in 20 uh hopefully the second half is a, a come from behind win though this is it's 28 blown out 28 three halftime i mean you you left out murder hornets you left out like (laughs) there's lots of things that still went on i want to know when the hunger games happens yeah that'll be next um i'm gonna go i'm gonna take this a little lighter you guys and i'm going to go ahead and hang officially real maple syrup yes i know some people will insist that it is the only type of maple syrup they like i prefer aunt jemima Log cabin. Mrs. Buttersworth or whatever. Fucking whatever, dude. Give me something that doesn't taste like a tree because I think real maple syrup is pretty disgusting. Yeah. Hungry Jack is probably my favorite, but give me the cheap stuff too. Give me the cheap stuff. Also, like grade A maple syrup is like $12 for eight ounces. Yeah. Which is preposterous. Dude, like, I, my kids I like go through pancakes of, like yeah. toilet paper. Like, yeah. we, I don't have that kind of money. I don't have maple syrup money like that. <laughs> so I'm sorry, Canadians or anybody out there that gives a shit, but I will skip real maple syrup I, every time. I don't want my maple syrup to taste like a gin and tonic like there with, you that, go. with that piney flavor. That's too much. Get that out of That's here. That's too much. Well, Eric, are you even going to weigh in on this? You don't care about the syrup? It's whatever. It's fine. All right. I, I don't really Thanks care. For, thanks for pumping I, I, I don't know. Like, like I, think, I think I would go with cheap sugary stuff. If I had to, but I, it's all, it's kind of like mayo and Miracle Whip. I like them both. Jesus. What are you? Okay. okay I, we just need to move on. Quickly. Where's his button? Yeah, you're done. Um, I'm going to hang the pumped in crowd noise in the sporting events. I think it adds mm-hmm. a little bit of the ambiance, but then you also like can still see the stands are empty, but you still hear like the chants of the people. And you're like, this is still, this is just weird. I don't, I don't enjoy the crowd noise. I liked sort of that raw nature mm-hmm. um, of the, I mean, really only Bundesliga at this point. Uh, but I really like that sort of, uh, you get to hear coaches yelling and you get to hear players yelling and you get to hear their call outs of like, you know, there's somebody coming or I'm going to you or mm-hmm. whatever. And you can hear the ball 
like really well struck and and that type of stuff. So I hang the crowd noise. I hope American sports don't do it. I feel like they're going to a thousand percent because there's too much swearing that goes on on the basketball courts and the, uh, you know, in the, on the football field. So, um, I don't, I'm not a big fan of it. It, it, I guess I'm more of like a take it or leave it, but I'd rather leave it and just like have a raw. Game I've been mixed. It. Yeah, I, I I've liked it quiet because then it's at least interesting and different because you can hear the players and that's going to be and like you said for the NBA, they probably won't want that. Well, like Bundesliga, they're they're swearing, but American audiences, most people don't understand or right, whatever. They're in so German. Yeah, so who cares? Scheiße, Scheiße. Yeah. Like, okay, whatever. Doesn't <laughs> that's the me. only one I know. Scheiße. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um. All right. So we've. Hung some shit. Okay. Right. Uh, Should we bang I'll, some I'll shit? go first. Okay. And it will go in reverse order, maybe. Okay. I'm going fast charger for your phone. Uh, oh, Anchor Anchor makes a big power brick for the iPhone, and you got to buy a USB-C to lightning uh, cable additionally. It's like 35 bucks total for both. Okay. But man, you can go from like 15% power to 80 in like 40 minutes. That doesn't and, seem like that fast. Oh, dude. If you put it on your regular charger, it takes like three hours like to charge overnight when it's that low. Really? Like it takes a really long time. I mean, 45 minutes to get you to almost like like enough power to last you like completely the rest of the day. Might even be a half hour. Yeah. Like it goes quick. That's good. But then once it gets to like 95, it slows way down because it's not trying to like kill your battery. So, uh, but it gets you from like nothing to enough really fast. Okay. And I think it's totally worth the $35. This kind of goes back. Eric, I may you, look into that. Eric, you talked about this with your with your iPad. It was like you you were watching the battery go down while it was hooked up to the charger, yeah. and you were using it. So, um, it's twenty twenty. Um, every charger should be like a, like it's just a Apple doesn't yeah. sell them, obviously. So yeah. you got to go get it yourself. All right, <clears throat> I'm gonna lean on you guys for more examples, but I'm gonna throw a couple out with my pick. Now, I would like to bang ugly actors and actresses in lead roles, okay? Because I think that Hollywood is taking a bit of a of a, a play from English playbooks where like you can have a lead actor that isn't gorgeous, isn't perfect looking if they're a great actor or actress. Like I think of like the rise of Olivia Coleman. She is not some beautiful woman. She, she you know, she probably got popular or started getting these big roles when she was over 40 and she's fantastic. She's amazing in everything she does and I'm not even sure if 10 years ago she would have had that opportunity. You get like, like even uncut gems. I mean, they made Adam Sandler, who isn't supposed to be some attractive person, even uglier for it, and he was perfect. They made him look awesome. Again, big fake ugly teeth. Um, so you're saying like I think the- it's cool. I think it's a cool change. Like you know, obviously you're gonna have your Chris Helmsworth being hilarious in an action movie, and that's fine too. But I just see a lot more, um, you know, people that maybe wouldn't have gotten roles. Like who's the guy that's doing all these big things in Chernobyl? Who's that actor? Yeah. Uh, uh, I, know, I know who you're talking about. So, like, 10 years ago, they would have given that role to Pierce Brosnan or something. I, yeah. You know, somebody just attractive first and good second. So, I think that's that's a where positive. I'm positive. Do you like that, too? I think everyone's beautiful in their own way. Well, I agree. I agree with that, for sure. <laughs> Except for unless you're at the State Fair, in which yeah. case, yeah. it's then so horrible you can't even go. I can't even be there. Um, all right, guys, I'm going to bang. Um, I'm going to give props to Barter. He helped me with this one, but he was so right. Uh, bang it. Body armor. Um, always, but also uh, you don't want to be hung over. You may want to explain body armor, the drink. Body at, at armor these times. is is a drink. It's like Gatorade, but it has like uh, it has like coconut water in it. It's like more expensive Gatorade. <laughs> 
Right. Um, but still cheap. I mean, a body armor is like, what, $1.29 or something like that? Like, it's nothing. And and a lot of times they have them 10 for 10 at Target, too. Yeah. So yeah. they're a buck. And so body armor, they're freaking great. They're like better Gatorade. And also, uh, if you're going to have a night of drinking, you should definitely drink a body armor before. You should get home, drink a body armor, wake up, drink one, no hangover. You'll feel great. Yeah, I agree. I, they're they're kind of like a magical elixir. And yeah. go light. You don't need to go full sugar. No, the light no, no. tastes just the as lighter, light. better. Crush yeah. the lights. They're really good. They're full of flavor. And I'm not saying you, you're hangover proof, but like the older you get, you got to like take some of those precautions. So I always get home if I did some drinking and I like if hammer the win, hammer the uh body armor lights the berry punch is yeah. what you got i think you. i just have never seen the berry punch that's why i grabbed it so looks good all right guys this is definitely all the time we have in this action-packed episode hopefully you guys enjoyed this a little bit um again i just want everyone to know in northeast podcast we stand with all the protesters <clears throat> around the country we stand with uh, uh george floyd and his family and we want that justice just like everybody else and remember guys the decision has to be made by everyone. You're either with everyone or you're with the racists. And the racists are a lot smaller than we we like to imagine. It's not a 50-50 thing. They're just more vocal. They're vocal, but this is 85-15. And they're well covered by the media. Most people are good people. And most people do the right thing. And most people want everybody to live good lives and be safe. And they don't want to see this kind of thing. So be on the right side of history. Do the right thing. And also, uh, if you're from this area like we are, support and help rebuild um, our beautiful city. Because we are very proud to be from Minneapolis. We're very proud of our city. And I hope that the the change needed comes from a place like Minneapolis, where people finally said enough is enough. And uh, we look forward to the next few weeks when more companies and more individuals do incredible things to help the people of our city and help rebuild Minneapolis um, to the beautiful place that we all know and love. So that's all the time we have. Check out our sports cast later this week. We are the Northeast Podcast, and we'll be back with you guys very soon. 